reigns supreme. Two brothers forge an alliance. Tackle the horrors of the world. Creep on the collectors and discuss the macabre. It's Brothers Hello and welcome to Fatal Follower Presents Brothers Grimm. Two brothers plus one love equals three times the horror. Oh yeah. Captain Creature, how's it going? Uh, well, my birthday was yesterday and uh, I found out that 31 is um, when the hangovers apparently start getting really, really bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wait yeah, till I you're 40. About, I slept till about one uh, the next day. But you know we're we're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's always uh, it was always interesting growing up with you having your birthday in the in the summer because me, mom, and dad always were like the winter fall mm-hmm. birthdays. So it was actually nice to be able to be outside and celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> so your so your birthdays were a big a big affair. Um, well, the, well, the bad thing is it's always hot as hell too. Oh man. So it's like stroke level kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we've been here in New York uh, for two, over two years, a little over two years, two years, something like that. And this is the first time we've had a heat advisory where we're at. Really? Like, it's that hot. And it mm. feels that hot. Like, I feel like I'm leaving the Lori Strode's burning house with a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the, so this is the, um, so I, I think what we're going to do, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Bo, is we're going to post this through the Horrifying My Friends thing, and we're going we're gonna to go back and forth kind of until this becomes its own show kind of thing. Is that still the idea? Yeah, Just I for think the- for, for Brothers Grimm, since we both have our own separate podcasts with their own themes, uh, I think we'll, you know, we're going to keep continuing to do those, but we'll be able to share uh, the episodes uh, that we do together for Brothers Grimm because they are pretty sp- specific in, in how we as horror fans talk about our horror. It's a little different than when I have Gabriel on or even yeah. with my interview for next week with Phil and Jamie Mertz. It's not as uh, it's not as 
focused on current stuff and kind of what we're talking about. So I'm glad that we're kind of keeping it uh, a little uh, close and familial to our to our pockets. Oh, yeah. Um, and 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 welcome, like anybody who has uh, listened to Horrifying My Friends or listened to Fatal Follower Presents. Uh, like 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 Bub said at the beginning of the episode, we are two brothers that love horror. So it was kind of destined for us to have a show, you know, that we focus and nerd out on these. Whereas, you know, Fatal Follower Presents is like an, an interview and a collection. And, you know, like uh, uh, Bub has always had this like huge collection of stuff. And Horrifying My Friends is kind of like an intro to horror in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, uh, so this bro- would be this would be a good good for us to do like um, bring in more people that are like seasoned and also newbies. Oh yeah. This is where we'll, uh, we'll talk cannibal Holocaust and Rogero uh, Diodato and, you know, all these uh, good names of the seventies and eighties and nerdy names. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when you, uh, when we were discussing what we wanted to talk about for this episode, you mentioned the Munsters Rob Zombie. So you want to take the lead on that one? I do. Um, so I'm going to get some hate on this. And uh, people will probably, <laughs> everyone that listens to Fatal Followers Presents will be like, who's that tool on there that's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's talking about how brilliant Rob Zombie is. Uh, no, like, so, yeah, this is a, uh, this is one of those stories that popped up a couple weeks ago now. And it hit one of those sites, like, uh, we saw it on Facebook or something, but it was on one of those sites, like, uh, that uh, it's called we got this covered or you know one of those ones so to com- be completely honest i didn't believe it like at first i'm like there's no way that's going to happen but uh then a about a week or so ago rob actually instagrammed um attention boils and ghouls um the rumors are true my next film project will be the one i've been chasing for 20 years the monsters so I'm hearing eye rolls from listeners, especially the Hagen girls, uh, Katie and Rose, if they're listening to this, um, and Andrew Ball, if he's listening to this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other half of Brothers Grimm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, the other half of Brothers Grimm. So, uh, yeah, just like real quick, Bob, what are your thoughts on Rob Zombie, like as a filmmaker? I know you like his music and stuff. Yeah, I do like his music more, uh, mm-hmm. I think. I'm waiting for him to evolve as a director. And I, every time that he announces something, I, I, I didn't watch three from hell because I just didn't, I just didn't really want to watch it, but it was terrible. It was terrible. Was it? Yeah. And I, I, to be honest, I'm kind of like the positivity guy now. Like I don't like commenting on stuff that I don't like, but um, yeah, yeah, me and my buddy Heath went to see it and it's just like, they're just like, nothing happened. And I like, I thought that way about 31 too. He just like, he's put out two stinkers the last two. Yeah. That, well, yeah. 31. I did not like, I did watch that. I didn't like it. And it had such a cool concept and mm-hmm. it was fresh off of like Halloween, like him going away from Halloween. And I think what was, what was the, after Halloween, it was, um, what was uh, the Lords of Salem, Lords of Salem. And then it was 31, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like kind of hyped because I, I didn't actually mind Lords of Salem that much. I kind of uh, want more of that from him, yes. even though that's not necessarily my cup of tea uh-huh. as a subgenre. But I think it worked enough for me to want more from him, like in that 
abstract way. Yeah. So 31 was a disappointment and I didn't watch three from hell, but I, when I first watched uh, house of a thousand corpses, uh, I was a much younger horror fan. So I was into that, uh, sort of Texas chainsaw massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of not really sure where I was falling on the spectrum of, I knew I liked slasher movies and I liked, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So this was kind of a, a perfect pairing. Yeah. Um, I've rewatched it and it doesn't really hold up to me as much. I think if the the scenes where they're sort of that has that sepia tone where they're kind of like she's giggling and he's and they're going back and forth. If they could take that out of the movie, that <laughs> takes me out of the movie. I don't like <laughs> I don't like, like the natural killers. <laughs> What's that? You're like if they could take Sherry Moon completely out of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, even I like. I don't. I don't mind the character Baby in some of the scenes. It's just when they do that, I'm like real annoyed. I'm like, oh, you're trying too hard to scare me, and it's not working. Yeah. Um, but I there's a lot of that movie I do like. But mm-hmm. for him to go more gritty and and grounded in his horror, that's fine too. I'm not as much into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, and like you said, trying to focus on like positivity and like what celebrating what we love, obviously, is why we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like certain points of his stuff, and his Halloween movies are my favorite of his, uh, I guess, film um, work. But even then, they're still not that they're not that rewatchable to me. But when really, he, when so he, they would be your favorite of his filmography? Yeah, yeah, definitely. interesting, interesting. Yeah, I do. I do like those two the best. And then I would say probably Lord of Salem and then House mm-hmm. of a Thousand Corpses. Um, but I think that his Halloween 2 is probably my favorite of his as mm-hmm. a whole, like his whole filmography. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think when he gets, well, I don't like his dialogue writing at all. But, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> or some of his characterizations. Uh, yeah. But it was... Tootie fucking fruity. Yeah, yeah, I'm not into that. Like, it that's awkward. But I think when he goes further away from other people's ideas and gets into those places, he can he can do some cool stuff. But I really don't like that he writes all of his stuff either, because I think he needs a better writer. I think he needs someone to look it over. But in in spirit of celebrating Rob Zombie, I will say um, I'm not as attached to the monsters as a lot of people are. I mean, I grew up with you know, watching some of the episodes as a kid. So I'm pretty sure to be like him with the rockabilly shit again. Like it's going to be that version mm-hmm. of the monsters. Like I could throw a dart at the wall and I am pretty sure I'll get that right. That's not a hard thing to like guess, yeah. but, uh, and we know who's going to be cast in it sort of already. So you kind of know what you're going to expect. Mm-hmm. I- I'll probably watch it because I would, I'm more interested in, um, what he'll do with them and maybe if he does a modern setting, I could see where that could work better versus like mm-hmm. setting it as a period piece. Um, but I'm not as excited anymore when I hear anything from him. I didn't even hear his last album. I was just like, uh, I'm kind of, mm-hmm. kind of fading, fading away from Rob Zombie. Like I, I, I go back to his older music. So oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's where I'm like, okay, I'm into it. I'm into what you were doing then, but I would love to see him evolve as a, as a director, as a musician. That's my overall take. Yeah. So like, so my two favorite films from him are uh, Lords of Salem. And I didn't like that at first. 
but it, that's one that's kind of grown on me uh, quite a bit. And uh, Devil's Rejects, I absolutely love. Like that's that's the film of his that like I'll defend to anybody. And yeah. that's like the I think that's I don't think he could make a film that good like even if he tried. Like I'll be honest, like Sid Haig in that movie, and you know, it's just like all those characters like are like perfectly um, live in that world that he created. But yeah. it's like um, I I don't know I have a I have a little bit more hope uh, in his monsters, and there's one reason why, and it's because I heard a rumor that Elvira was going to be in it. She is, I, yeah. Cassandra yeah. Peterson's going to be in it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. is intriguing. Uh, the second is that he's a huge, huge Monsters fan. Like, if you go back and watch, there's a uh, there's actually a short clip on YouTube of like his. Remember, remember that show MTV Cribs? Yep. But uh, he takes you through like his house and stuff, and he has like monster shit everywhere. So I'm like, what would like? I, I thought about like uh, Fatal Follower. Like, what if what if Donnie Ybarra got like his favorite franchise? Like, would he make it like his own or would he try to like, uh, uh, you know, meet in the middle and stuff. So that's what I hope he tries to do. Like, I hope he doesn't try to make it like the rockabilly shit that you're talking about. Like, I hope that they're not in a trailer in 1313, whatever their street, <laughs> whatever right. their street, dude. Oh my God. If it's that, like, I hope he goes classy with it, you know? That's a lot. That's a tall order. <laughs> it is. It is. But it's like, he, but he could still do that. I mean, maybe he did evolve, and maybe this is going to be the surprise that everybody needed to bring. Yeah. Him yeah. So you know, consider me hopeful. Um, I, I definitely see where everybody's like, "What in the fuck is this going to be?" <laughs> like, yeah, because it's like, oh, dude. Well, um, to be fair. There are a lot of properties out there that he could have gotten his hands on. So I'm thankful he got one that I wasn't as invested in. I'll just say that. <laughs> I mean, remember the rumor about the blob? Like, I was like heartbroken when I heard that. I'm like, oh, God, like, I can't imagine what's going to what that movie's going to be about. Um, mm -hmm. But this is OK. I mean, I think that I think the rockabilly culture, if anything, they're you do see those um i don't know like there's that that vintage halloween decoration aesthetic like that uh kitschy uh vibe that i get with rockabilly so maybe that would work i don't know like the don post masks and stuff like that like those uh yeah yeah i think if if maybe he had someone working with him on maybe like dialogue and stuff I think it could be a, a good marriage, possibly. And maybe I'm selling myself on it, but that aspect could work if I he think, has a writer. If he's writing it all, I don't know. You know what I mean? I think you're dead on about him, too. I think, and I think like a lot of people um, say this about him, and I think it's 100% right. Like, I think he is like a really good visual director. I think that he should not be writing his own stuff, though. No. No, I think, and I think he should have people audition for his yes. roles. I would like to see what he would do with other actresses and actors that, I mean, that's why the Cassandra Peterson announcement, I was like, well, she's not been in any of his movies. She hasn't been in a movie in a while and she can be very funny. So oh, yeah. 
Elvira, her. Mistress of the Dark is like one of the most underrated movies of all time, in my opinion. Oh, it's so like, good. I fucking love her, man. It's so funny. And even the sequel's pretty good, too. The, I think it's The Haunted Hills or whatever. Like, that one's pretty funny, too. But yeah, I, so there's, I don't know. The casting, though, I'm not that excited about. I really wish that we could have gotten some actors mixed up a little bit. But um, we'll see. I don't know. Was there an announcement like when it was going to be coming out? Uh, I, it's, so everything that I heard, um, it, also the fact that it's a movie, too, is weird. Mm. I'm like, they should have done like a six episode uh, limited series or something. Oh, see, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I thought it was a uh, a series. So, yeah, that's hmm. that could be. It could be a short amount of time that you commit. So that might be good. <laughs> I didn't mean a milestone, baby. <laughs> but yeah, so that wraps our... Uh, so it, everybody else can tune back in because we're done talking about Rob Zombie. Yeah, uh, so if you've <laughs> closed your eyes and drifted off to yes. the void that you've been staring in, <laughs> welcome back. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think maybe I actually visited the void while I was talking about that. You were, uh, uh, you were thinking about her dreads in Lords of Salem. <laughs> man you know what you know what's sad is like do you remember the toolbox murders yeah yeah Toby see that's Hooper, where i right? that's where i found like my love of her like in horror movies first and i was like this could i don't know her and rob zombie you know before all of the other rob zombie movies i was like this could be cool <laughs> yeah because she's she was good in that but i was like oh man like maybe he just doesn't direct her well okay enough for rob zombie right yeah um but that'd be a that could be a whole episode in itself, which no one would listen to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you ever like hate watched something before? Like you like you know you're gonna go somewhere and watch something you hate, and then you're like hate it still. That's kind of oh, how yeah. that works. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to uh, other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween kills. Uh, so. We were recording last week the awesome Candyman uh, episode that we're going to debut tomorrow. Oh yeah. However, that evening I was, you know, I was talking to you about how my most anticipated movie, Candyman, a horror movie, Candyman, was coming out, and then Halloween Kills heard that energy and they dropped this shit on us. Uh, yeah, and this came like I did not know that another trailer was coming or anything. I did because if uh, Douglas Connor, if you're listening. He, mm-hmm. we, me and him always go back and forth with stuff. Uh, most of the times we agree. Sometimes we don't. Um, mm-hmm. We, we have interesting discussions about the child's, the new child's or the last child's play from 2019 mm-hmm. uh, where I will go to bat for it. And I have, uh, I think gone to bat with you for it, but yeah, I almost uh, drove my car off a cliff. After that <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hate watch. Um, yeah. <laughs> so long story short douglas sent me the message and he was like the halloween trailer leaked can you believe they like made a trailer that gives away so much spoilers and i was like mm-hmm. well in my mind i'm like yeah actually i can because i just watched that old Candyman trailer from 92 and if had oh, i yeah. not watched it i would have known every fucking thing about that mm-hmm. but you know that's a common thing with most trailers anyways so i was like oh okay well i'll watch it. it's a slasher movie like you know lots of people are gonna die and i watched it and then I had another friend messaging me and he was like, so it looks like Lindsay Wallace is going to get it right. And I'm like, well, to be fair, uh, everyone gets killed in the movie. And then Michael Myers slits his own throat at the end. Like every, <laughs> everybody dies. Like this is we're killing Halloween. That's, that's yeah. the goal. Uh, but 
No, but I, I mean, I watched it like I was like, I have to watch this on like our big TV with surround sound because if I'm going to commit and, you know, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I found myself like cheering. I found myself like wanting to look away because I was like, oh, I don't want to know how everyone gets it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's grabbing necks like left and right and he's like pushing people around and stabbing. And so I was like, damn, like maybe I shouldn't have watched it, but if I don't ever watch, so I watched it again before recording. And if I don't ever watch it again until the movie comes out, I will have forgotten everything about it. So Mm -hmm. I'm okay. You know what I mean? Like I have a short, short memory. Like it's been, Oh yeah. It's been taken away from me in my twenties. So I'll, I'll be good. So what do you think of the trailer? So, uh, okay. So the, the trailers, um, I don't know. Like I go back and forth on this because like, and and i have like in my notes like written down if you go back and watch like some of those horror movie trailers from like the 70s and the 80s like especially the italian stuff it outright like shows the fucking killer like in a lot of those trailers oh yeah the the reveals and yeah yeah so it's like and they kind of promised us this right it was like halloween kills is gonna be fucking brutal like one of the first images that they released was uh doyle with a baseball bat and like yeah. Uh, you know michael's like burned face and stuff so i don't know i don't get all the negative um uh like they showed us too much because i'm like there's probably like 10 to 12 more kills that we probably didn't see you know it's like uh, well and, yeah and the thing about it is is i mean no trailer is gonna i mean well i can't say that but I'll, I will say there have been trailers that have come out that uh, have surprised me in how they resulted. Either mm-hmm. that scene's not in the movie at all, um, mm-hmm. or it's it's a different perspective. Like you're seeing a dream, or he could be grabbing uh, the granddaughter's, like in that scene where he grabs her neck and like he's yeah. like in the knife at her. Like that could all be misdirection and there could be a whole segment after that or whole setup set piece. So I'm as a viewer, like I think you are supposed to know these things. Like there is going to be a lot of misdirection in the trailer. And I hope that that's not every demise is at the end. Like we see, we see the beginning of the, of the, of the setup. And then in the movie, we'll see, Oh, okay, well, this is what happens. However, I will say that I, I've been a little bit more reserved in watching trailers here lately. Like I'll mm-hmm. watch a trailer like once or twice and then I'm kind of done. Like I watched the Candyman trailer, but I don't really need to see it again. This is a complete opposite of what I was like as a kid or like even younger. Like, well, I can't say younger, like a few years ago, I would watch a trailer over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of lose a lot of that in the in the trailer. I will say that the... So, for example, the trailer that I think gave away too much uh, recently. Have you watched the Conjuring movie, the newest one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that trailer, I think, actually gave me too much because everything in the movie that happened happened like it does in the trailer. And there were no surprises for me, really. Yeah. Uh, Other than the climax at the end, which I think isn't shown in the trailer, like every setup and scare I knew about and I was just there in the theater. So mm-hmm. I think that's where Gabe enjoyed it more than I did because I already knew what to expect. And he really didn't watch, he didn't pay attention to the trailer. So he was kind of fresh in. Mm-hmm. So 
that's the problem. Like, I hope that this, I don't think that this is going to be that though. This looks like it's full of action. It looks like it's full of obviously gory kills. Oh yeah. Um, but it's. Michael yeah. is pissed. He's and super were, pissed. Oh yeah. Uh, see like, okay. So to play the other side, uh, cause I'm just trying to like uh, put my mind like uh, in that mindset, you know, like to be fair, you know, and I'm playing devil's advocate here. Sure. There is a world where you start the trailer like they did in the burning house. He pulls, you know, the fireman pulls him up, whatever. And he's standing on the porch with the, uh, the pickaxe. And it's like he either kills one of them or he doesn't even kill one of them. And you hit that John Carpenter note. And then it just says Halloween kills. Like, there is a world where it's like, that's all you need to fucking see. Maybe you see, like, a flash of, like, the Halloween masks on the carousel. Maybe a flash of Jamie Lee Curtis. But it's like, you know, it's almost like it reminds me back in the day. And and I wasn't, like, quite alive. I'm sure you remember this. Um, I wasn't quite alive. uh, (laughs) There was an undead phase. (laughs) Yeah, I was was negative one. Uh, Kevin Smith (laughs) always talks about, like, the Batman trailer like back in the day with Michael Keaton and it was like in the poster and it was just like fucking Batman, you know, not fucking on there, but it was just like Batman. Like that's all you need to do. Like if like the Robert Pattinson Batman, it should just literally be the trailer should, should have literally just been like Batman and then shown the date and people had been like, yeah, I'm fucking there. Like, yeah, that, that's the thing is, I think there are there are movies that used to do that. I think there was even a Friday the 13th movie that did that, where it was a trailer made specifically for the movie, but not anything was found in that trailer in the movie. Yeah. It was like a like a I don't want to say a teaser, but it was like a mini movie or a mini mm-hmm. short trailer. I guess it's a trailer uh, that you didn't need to get all of that. And yeah, you're right. I think we didn't need to see the fireman scenes. We didn't need to see how each one got killed whether it's with the whatever that is he has that pickaxe or whatever and Mm -hmm. we didn't need to see the chainsaw like we didn't need to see any of that we could have just seen him at the like their fire department shows up and he's there like we want that mystery to be kept alive like what happens how does he get past that you know what i mean yeah and but we know like all of that leads up to that oh yeah and to be fair i fucking dug this trailer like i was oh yeah yeah I was yeah. like, they got to come out big. You know, uh, they said they were going to come out big and it was going to be like the glorious and the most brutal Halloween movie ever and shit. And it's like, um, th- this trailer is definitely like, it, it looks like he's going to exceed, you know, his kill count from the last one. Um, but yeah, another one uh, that somebody had posted on Facebook uh, as an example of a good trailer. And I know you dig this one a lot. And it maybe, fuck it, was it, was it even you? Um, it was the uh, Leatherface uh, Text Chainsaw Massacre Part Three. You remember that okay, trailer? Yeah. yeah, where he the chainsaw comes out of the the lake and he grabs. Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's see, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. Um, I wouldn't have mind. But here's the here's the thing too. I think there's a couple of things that go with this. Uh-huh. Um, one is, I think that a lot of the people that went to see Halloween 2018 were a little disenfranchised by how it played out. I think the expectations and hype for that movie over, like it overdid it for a lot of people in their minds. And when they saw it, they were like disappointed because they wanted this. So I think that they need to bring that audience back into seats, obviously. So they're going to give some of it away. Like this is what, this is the, 
this is what was pitched by Danny McBride and David Gordon Green. It was going to be two films back to back, same night. So mm-hmm. when you see the first one, it really does like reflecting back on it. It really does seem like a setup movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to establish this world so that we can get to the good stuff. So I think that's the thing is mm-hmm. they didn't make a good first movie. Like they mm-hmm. did make a good first movie, but you know, hear me out. They didn't make a good first movie as a whole. They made it as a setup movie, and that's where you can lose some of your audience. So I think mm-hmm. with this trailer, they need to give give as much as they can away to get those people back interested again. I mean, obviously, Halloween fans are going to see it. We're going to see it, but there are some people that probably will be need to be pushed a little to to get that what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And then I think also, I mean, because we're talking about the context of of now and time and social media there are so many quick bits of information that go in and out that a lot of people will forget it. Like myself, (laughs) I'll forget it Mm -hmm. by the time it comes out after I've only seen this once. And also I think a lot of uh, like younger generations need that uh, stimulation quickly and fast so that we can move on to the next. And if you can engage them like that quickly, like with a marketing perspective, I think you've got them. So I think that was kind of, I think that there's a lot of coins, uh, lots of sides of coins in the discussion, like about setting up and cutting a trailer. Uh, oh, yeah. And how to market movies now, because obviously we want to get people in the seats. This isn't going to be streaming, I don't think, at all for a while. So it, it shouldn't be. I'll be honest. Like, I want to see this motherfucker in theaters. Yeah. I mean, I, I would want to see it in the IMAX. I mean, it looks like it's full of ac- action. And, you know, I, I yeah, either way, I'm going to see it in the theater, I think. Um, one thing's for sure like and um i like 2018 is also halloween 2018 is also one of those movies that really grew on me um let's uh, talk about it really quickly like what yeah it sounds like you're you're gonna go there so let's do that okay so uh, when i first saw it i was one of those people that were that i wasn't sure how um i wasn't sure how i felt about how they handled michael because i'm like the 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 whole brilliant point of the first one is like this dude shows up uh as the shape and then disappears into the night and you hear him breathing and you don't know if he's going to come back you don't know where he is and it's like why the, the he just fixated on these girls and it's like that mystery and then in this movie then 2018 it kind of opens up as like uh and we talked about it on mom's episode like uh horrifying my friends it, they detail that like are they they explain that he got arrested and was has been in jail for the last like 40 years so i'm like is that like kind of um does that make him more like human and less scary but then i watched it like you know a couple more times and i'm like man i think they really uh made michael uh that boogeyman again that they that he was in like part two and part four for me yeah. Like that imposing figure. And even in this trailer, you can see that like this new one, like that imposing uh, figure. That's like um, that would just like brutally fucking kill you, man. It, but this trailer is like it, it shows that in spades, obviously. But uh, yeah. What did you think about 2018? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think when I first went to the theater to see it, I was like completely in love with it. And I think it was one, you know, you're getting a new Halloween movie. I was so hyped that year for seeing all the stills of the way he looked. And I think they cut a really good trailer for the first movie. Um, so I was, I was stoked to see it. We went to see it in the theater, me and Gabe. And 
we both enjoyed it a lot. Um, I, I liked it quite a bit more. I think um, after the second time I went to the theater to see it, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, this, this is good. I like the the first part of it is a little clunky to me with the podcasters. Like mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. If it, if it needs to get him to the escape, because when the escape happens on the bus is for me where it should have started. And that's, that's where the movie's good for me. Yes. But, but the podcaster takes up a lot of that time, which is unfortunate. Uh, it's a slog of a beginning. But there are moments like when he's holding the mask up and you hear the sound and you hear oh, that yeah. in the background, like that Carpenter score. Those are those are still iconic to me, regardless of you know how well I enjoyed the actual content. But um, I did see it a third time in theaters, <laughs> actually, <laughs> uh, just because I was like, yeah, I mean if you like a movie you know you watch it and you you, you enjoy it here's but, a question here's a question yeah. like do you think that they're setting him up to be supernatural again like with this there's a line in this movie that says uh i think it's Lori, where she says um uh michael's just a man but a man doesn't get up out of that fire and like um we see him like just and that's during that those uh those scenes of him just like brutally killing everybody in the movie um but what do, what do you think like do you think that like that it goes back kind of to that scene of the power of the mask like in the first one in the 2018 version like do you think they're setting something like that up of like the power of that mask i, I don't know i mean that could be that could be one way to to do it i think with the first movie, like it's very grounded. So it does look mm-hmm. like if you weren't watching anything other than this one as your first time, it could be plausible in some ways because he's just introduced to them. I mean, yeah, it's a little clum- clumsy where the doctor is doing that, but also I kind of like the aspect. I know a lot of people don't like the aspect of the doctor, but I liked it. And I think it kind of brought him to Lori again. So if you just watch that one, I think it's pretty, uh, grounded in reality but i i don't mind a supernatural angle to it i always mm-hmm. enjoyed that with the sequels with like four and five and six mm-hmm. um so i'm okay with that and i mean to to be to be on the other side of that perspective maybe they're just going the route where this is somebody that is using that mask as uh like it's like their power like not mm-hmm. not a physical power but innately that's how they feel like they can get by with what they need to do like the the murderous rage that mask is kind of what amplifies that like to them so like Mm -hmm. that's sort of some sort of psychosis so i think that when um you know he puts the mask on he sees the mask in the first movie and then with this one you know it looks like it's kind of melting onto his face a little bit like you, Mm -hmm. you can see part of it's there with that uh singe on the side so i think it's just slowly he's slowly evolving into what he already is on the inside and it's still going to be human but he's going to be the monster because of how it's happening so i think with the last movie i think it's really going to be like extremely like you know he's michael and there is no mask you know what i mean like i Mm -hmm. I would love if they did that where it's just like you just he just has to be taken out regardless but go ahead bud go ahead Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, overall, I like I like Halloween 2018. And knowing that this is in the same night and a continuation, 
um, I'm glad that it's more going to be that companion piece where you can watch that one and then be ready for this one. So uh, I, I don't mind Halloween 2018. It has some faults. After rewatching all of them again for our la- for that Halloween episode we did last year for Horrifying My Friends, I, I do like Halloween age 20 uh, mm-hmm. more, but not by much. Mm-hmm. I okay so this is like my final thought on the trailer um like a my final like observation I like how they have um they seem to be like making Haddonfield a character again it's like the, the there's like big parts in this trailer where like it seems like fucking Haddonfield's fed up and you see um uh, the Doyle, the Doyle boy with the baseball bat and shit and they're like trying to lure Michael out of the house in this one part, and they're just like kind of fed up with him, like that. What was all that about, like that crowd and shit? Yeah, <laughs> I love that, and I, I follow Jamie Lee Curtis on social media, and she's made some comments that there are some, like, if you look, there are themes of like the Me Too movement, or there are some themes with like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, like Black Lives Matter protests from last year, where people are fed up, so they're taken to the streets, and they're becoming. Uh, not necessarily a militia, but they are taking the problem to the streets and they're identifying it and there needs to be something addressed about it. You know what I mean? So I can kind of see that with like what's happening here. Like, okay, so he's killed once he's killed in 2018, you know, if we're going to use that uh, frame of, of thought and he's still alive, he killed our fire department. You know what I mean? Like what, mm-hmm. who, who are our protectors and why are we not, uh, being protected do we need to take to the streets to get this guy and so yeah. i like i always enjoyed that like there's uh so many movies and horror movies that do this like for example like silver bullet or they mm-hmm. like do the militia thing and they like go after the preacher mm-hmm. like i i love those moments where everybody becomes a collective and they come after you know whatever and I mean, I know that that's probably why this one is going to be one of the gorier, higher body counts, because he's he's going to be like a shark, like he's going to be taking people out left and right. Like people aren't prepared for this, like even the police force or the fire department wasn't prepared for it. So I like that. And there's something, though, that I'm I'm going to theorize now because it could be wrong or not. But I'm just going to say it before it stays in my mind. I can't get it out. Mm hmm. If the trailer alludes to something uh, like there's a moment where you see Karen and Lori and somebody else in the hospital and she's she's she puts the shot in her leg and she's trying to get up. She's you know, she's going after Michael because she's this has to end. Right. Mm -hmm. But then it keeps in her like you keep seeing the scenes with the daughter with the granddaughter. So I think that he's going to hurt her or kill her. Like Lori? No, I, I think the granddaughter. I yeah. think something's happening there. And I think that the, I think if I was the film directors, I don't know if I would do like kill her or anything, but she's obviously going to have to, to end this if no one else can. That's the dynamic they're setting up for the third movie. Mm-hmm. I think the third, the third one, Halloween Ends, should be a road trip movie. Mm-hmm. I think it should be a back and forth, uh, him on a bloody rampage still, but out of Haddonfield, like on the streets, like in the back woods, back roads. I like, I would, I would like to see that. It would be a nice evolution to be taken out of Haddonfield, but on the road. You know what I mean? Set in 2082, Michael Myers in Mad Max 
<laughs> it's just right. Michael Myers with the chaps on. Well, and you know why I love this is that is that segment in Halloween four at the end, like at the climax where they're in the schoolhouse and then they go on the road and he's on the like in the truck with her or whatever. Oh, yeah. I love I love that that whole segment. So I don't know. Like I'm 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 just curious. And I'm, of course I'm theorizing, but I just feel like something's gonna happen. Some what has to happen for Lori to to take this fight to a different uh, arena, for example. Mm-hmm. It's Halloween. just going to have like a Stephen King ending and the whole town is just going to collapse. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Killer. Yeah. It's like Carrie's house. It just kind of falls yeah. in itself. <laughs> but yeah, bub, did you have anything else on uh, the Halloween kills trailer? No, I mean, I'm excited. I can't, I can't wait. I'm, there's just so many like Easter eggs in it with like the Halloween three references with those masks. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm I'm nervous because I'm like, oh, you brought Lindsay back, you brought mm-hmm. uh, Tommy back. Like, please don't kill them, even though like it's a slasher movie. You know what I mean? Like, those are yeah. characters you love. So, I don't know. I'm excited. I I can't wait. It feels good to have uh, Halloween back. Yeah, yeah. Last year was kind of a humdrum affair. We gave yeah, out yeah. candy last year, but it was still it was that was the scariest part. <laughs> yeah, fuck COVID, man. It, yeah. yeah. It's like, God damn it, we should have saw this last year. But you know what? That anticipation and shit is just going to keep on growing and growing and growing. And this movie's probably going to make so much fucking money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that first one made a shit ton of money. It's one of the higher grossing horror movies out there other than I think it and like one of the Conjuring movies. I think this one's like up there. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to do it's going to do well. I mean, with that trailer, people are all on board like. hmm. Even the people that are complaining that it's given too much. Uh, okay, so are you gonna, are you not going to see it now that you know? Like maybe you right. should confirm your you should confirm your speculations at this point. Yeah, that's what kills me. It's just like the people that are on Facebook like complaining about this is, are going to be like the first ones in fucking line and shit. <laughs> Absolutely, they always are, bud. Oh yeah, but yeah. So, bub, do you want to take us out? All right, listeners. So, what do you think of more Rob Zombie content? Are you staying clear? Are you excited? You looking forward to the monsters? Let us know in the comments. What about Halloween Kills? Did it give too much away in the trailer? Not enough? Uh, Are you a fan of the series? Let us know. We're definitely looking forward to a new installment this year for the spooky season. Cannot wait for more Halloween content during October, during Halloween. All right, everyone be well, stay spooky. friends.